1: God has called Gabe to move to Uganda. But then there are also short-term missionaries. You know, people that are not called necessarily to move, like, you know, I could just as easily have picked on my wife because she's here as a long-term missionary from Denmark. But there are many people whom God calls to short-term missions, whether it's two weeks or two years. I, I realized when I joined you for the mission that most missionary organizations consider anything less than two years a short-term mission. So Paul was a short-term missionary. Paul, a short-term missionary,
0: ministered to churches and moved around to various cities with the help of Silas, Barnabas, Timothy, and John Mark. In today's message, Pastor Robert teaches us how God uses many different types of people with very unique personalities to spread the gospel around the world. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Uh,
1: Acts chapter 16, and and we're just going to look at like uh, the first part. We're looking at the beginning, at least, of Paul's second missionary journey. You know, one of the things as we study the scriptures and, and take a look at this, you know, hopefully we we um, we learn principles and precepts, or as God said to Joshua, will inform us and instruct us so that we know how to act wisely in our lives. But we'll also, you know, learn some just little interesting historical details and 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 things like that. One of the things that I learned in this passage that I just had never really Considered it, I guess. I don't know. When, when I first came down here, you know, I came to study with an organization called Youth with a Mission. And I wasn't interested so much in becoming a missionary. I wasn't thinking that way. I just wanted to grow. I wanted to know God better. And I realized, you know, and I know that many of you can relate to this. Sometimes it's hard when you work a full week. And at that time, I was working in retail management. So I was working somewhere between 70 and 90 hours a week, most weeks. And it was just really difficult to actually have time to study the Bible around that schedule and difficult to attend church quite often. And, and it just, Lord, I know you don't want me spending the rest of my life like this. I want to grow. I want to know you. I want to know the Bible. You know, I, I want to do this fully and completely and passionately. And And so I looked for some study retreat kind of deal, whatever, and that's how I ended up in Youth with a Mission. But when I came down here and started learning about missions and learning about the missionary movement worldwide and how it started, you know, with Paul and, and everything, and I realized that, okay, there, there are like two camps, if you will, or two groups. There are the full-time, long-term missionaries, people like Gabe. God has called Gabe to move to Uganda. But then there are also short term missionaries. You know, people that are not called necessarily to move. Like, you know, I could just as easily have picked on my wife because she's here as a long term missionary from Denmark. But there are many people whom God calls to short term missions, whether it's two weeks or two years. I I realized when I joined you through the mission that most missionary organizations consider anything less than two years a short term mission. So Paul was a short term missionary missionary now i never thought of a you know the apostle paul as being a short term missionary but paul at least starting out paul did short term trips he did short trips short meaning a few months or a couple of years you know not like lifetime he he didn't move to ephesus and stay there for the rest of his life he didn't move to Philippi and and stay there for the rest of his life. He'd go and he'd spend time there. He'd minister to the church. He'd plant a church. He'd minister to the people there. And then he'd move on. And at least with these two trips, he he goes back to Antioch, which was where he was a pastor. He was, it seems, an assistant pastor at Antioch. But do you understand what I'm saying? He was a short-term missionary. So what we find here now is... Paul and Silas, and if you remember, we looked at it last week there in like verses 36 to 41 of chapter 15 where they had the big disagreement over John Mark. Paul says, you know, let's go back. Barnabas, let's go. The churches that we visited in Galatia and that area on our first trip, let's go back and check on them and see how they're doing. And Barnabas says, yeah, okay, great idea. But we got to take Mark back with us. And Paul's response to that was absolutely not. He wimped out the first time. I'm not, I don't have time to babysit. He's not going with us. And so they ended up, there was such a strong disagreement that Barnabas took Mark and went to Cyprus, and Paul took Silas and went back to the region of Galatia. And we talked a lot about that and how God used it and how it was completely, they both did the right thing. They They were both right because Paul wasn't called to that kind of, babysitting ministry, and I don't mean anything derogatory by that, but you know, there's, when you've got a young, immature believer, there are men and women who are called to walk alongside that individual closely for a while, patiently, compassionately, and, and just give them time to grow and mature and so forth. And and then there are others that they're, they're just too mission-minded. They're too task-oriented. They're not going to have the patience to do that. God didn't design them for that, and it seems Paul was one of those people. I've worked with guys like that, where they don't have time for it. They don't have, you know, they're just, no, no, just, you know, go, t- go talk to Joe. Because they're moving on. God has designed them that way. He's given them a mission, and they're focused on the mission. And and uh, they're not so focused on the individuals along the way. And thank God for men like Barnabas, you know, whom God designs and equips to be more focused on the individuals. But they did, they did go. Barnabas, it seems, according to history, had a wonderful ministry there on the island of Cyprus. We don't hear anything more about him in the Bible, but history tells us that he kept going. And we know Paul did as well. And in the beginning of verse of chapter 16, it says, "...He came to Derbe and Lystra, and behold a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region. For they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. So we meet Timothy... Right here, this is where we come in contact with this young man, this kid, who is becoming now an apprentice or an intern to the Apostle Paul, Timothy. And it's interesting in that passage, what they're doing initially is delivering the decrees. Now, if you remember, you know, they'd had the big confusion in Galatia. The folks came from Jerusalem, you know, telling them, listen, you got to be circumcised, you got to keep the law, you got to become a Jew before you can start following the Jewish Messiah. You know, before you can follow Jesus, you got to first become Jewish. And they had this big confusion. They went back to Jerusalem and, and got an answer. And the Jerusalem council wrote a letter and gave them these decrees. And they said, no, you don't have to be circumcised. You don't have to eat kosher. Don't eat anything that's been strangled. Don't eat anything that's been sacrificed to an idol. Don't eat blood and be pure sexually. No fornication. Other than that... We're not going to put the whole law on you that we haven't even been able to keep. And so those were the decrees. And yet, first thing Paul does is circumcise Timothy. What's that about? If you don't have to be, why are you doing it? Simple. It was a matter of testimony. It was a matter of not being a stumbling block. Not given a lot of explanation, but we're given enough. Luke tells us that... Because Timothy's mother was Jewish and his father was Greek, Paul had him circumcised. That's basically what's being communicated here. The Jewish people in the area who knew Timothy, knew about Timothy, they thought a lot of him. He he was well-spoken of. They all knew. Dad's Greek. He's not Jewish. But mom's Jewish. Now, if mom's Jewish, you're Jewish. And so if you're Jewish, you need to be circumcised. This was going to be a stumbling block in Timothy's ministry, and Paul had a big plan for Timothy's life. That's really what it came down to. He saw in Timothy a young man who could be used mightily by God, and this was going to be a problem. This was going to be an impediment for ministry. You know, one of the things that we used to deal with in Youth with a Mission when we were in the 80s, you know, traveling into Central America, traveling into the Caribbean, and Guys would come with uh, a beard, an earring, and we'd tell them, the beard's got to go, and the earring has to go. And sometimes guys would just freak out over that. You're being legalistic. Well, I'm, what's the problem here? I mean, what does it say in the Bible I can't have an earring? Nowhere. Nowhere. But we're telling you that if you're going to travel with us into the areas where we want to minister the gospel, that might get in the way with some people. And it's too easy to lose the earring. Just get rid of it. There's no impediment. We don't have to worry about it.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing, and we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchased time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to mainthingradio.com and click on the donate button. Now here's Tracy with some information about the Main Thing Radio podcast.
1: Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button.
0: Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.